morning again, everyone, and welcome to Healing School. Again, Healing School is a place where people come to hear and be healed and receive their healing by hearing the Word of God and acting on it. Now, you can hear, but if you don't act, it'll never happen for you. You must act on the Word of God. Let's pray and we'll proceed further in today's class. Father, we thank you. We just praise you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for sending your word again to us today. When you sent your word, you sent your healing power. You sent your healing glory and we receive it and we thank you for it now. It is done for us because we believe, we receive, and now we act on it. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Prophet. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Praise God. All right. We have been talking about right thinking. Last week, we did part one, and today, we do part two of right thinking. So, again, grab pen and paper. Get ready to take some good notes. You may even want to grab your Bible. And get ready to be healed today in Jesus' name. Okay, Prophet? Well, good morning, everyone. And again, uh, we're so happy you're joining us this morning. I'm going to do a quick review from what we talked about on last week. Uh, as many of you remember, we started sharing a situation with uh, Dan Hagen. Uh, he said uh, he'd had an accident. It injured his arm. And he said that the Lord said to him, my best is that my people never even be sick or have an accident. But very few people ever walk in my best. I, I never forgot that. So I just wanted to reiterate and bring it to your memory again. He said, my very, he said, my best is that people never have an accident or ever get sick. But people very seldom walk in my best. And he gave three reasons why people have uh, accidents and why they get sick. He said, number one, most of them don't know what belongs to them. Number two, uh, they don't uh, know the rules and they don't know the truth uh, of, about the word of God. And their faith is weak. And number three is walking in disobedience. And he said that he had his accident, the Lord shared with him, because he was in disobedience. Mm-hmm. So we looked at that on last week. But then our lesson today is, yesterday, uh, last week and today, is focusing on number two reasons. And that is so many people are weak in sight. So we're going to pick it up right there today with that. So many people are weak in their sight. And so what is you know, what we need to focus on is the right kind of thinking. So when yeah. you're going to renew renew your mind, we want to make sure that our thoughts are right. Amen. If we uh, have strong faith, we must think right. If we think right, then we believe right. And if we believe mm-hmm. right, then we what? We receive. That's right. But if we think wrong, we know we believe wrong, we speak wrong then everything is happening because it's, our faith is wrong. 
So God can only work through us if our thinking is right. Amen. And Satan right. works through us when our thoughts are wrong. Yes. That's something for us to keep in mind. Satan works through us when our thoughts are wrong. If we're thinking, mm-hmm. uh, if, for example, if you're thinking that it's okay to hold unforgiveness, to hold unforgiveness, to walk in unforgiveness towards someone who hurt you, if you're thinking you have a right to do that, that's wrong thinking. Yes, it is. If you if you think you have a right to to defend yourself that way or act the way someone is behaving toward you, you have a right to behave the same way toward them. And you think that's what you should do, then something's wrong with your thinking. And when you think that way, you give Satan the opportunity to what, come in and do whatever he wants to do. Why? Because the door is open. How? Where is the door open? It's open in, in unforgiveness. That's right. Amen? Because what That's our right. job is to do is to walk in the blessings. We walk in the blessings when we follow after the word of God, when we follow the truth of God's word. Not people. Not people. Because people will lead you astray. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Some of them just don't. They don't know. They're good people. I believe they love God with all their heart. But they don't know his word. And we are to walk in the word of God. So if you think and someone is trying to convince you that it's okay to hold unforgiveness to what someone who's hurt you, your thinking is wrong, and you've left the door open for Satan to what? Attack you like he attacked that healing with that accident. Yes. We don't need that. So let's just get right into today's uh, message, part two. So what is right thinking? And we just gave a great example. It's God's thought. Right thinking is God's thought. Thinking in line with the word of God. Thinking in line with the word of God. What is wrong thinking? Wrong thinking is thoughts that are in line with the word, are not in line with the word of God. I'm going to say that again. Wrong thinking, thoughts that aren't they are not, are not in line with the word of God. But right yes. thinking is thinking that is in line with the word of God. So Romans 12 and 2 instructs us, be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. That's right. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what is the remedy for wrong thinking? Renewing the mind with the word of God. Taking on God's way of thinking. Mm-hmm. As the example we just gave, it is not God's thinking. It is not in line with God's thinking for us to think that it's okay to walk in unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. We must correct that. Our greatest defense against the devil is a renewed mind. I'm going to say that again. Your greatest defense against Satan is a renewed mind. 
Yes. Any Christian who is in bondage is not in bondage to the devil. They are in bondage to an unrenewed mind. Mm -hmm. Wow. In bondage to an unrenewed mind. Now, we can renew our mind. If God said you can do it, you can do it. But I shared something, and I've been talking about this all week, and I'm just going to remind you, repeat it again today, and just say that we should remove the word, this little small word, uh, can't. There's no such thing as you can't. Mm -hmm. If you say you can't renew your mind, that is not in line with the word of God. I've tried and I just can't, I can't or cannot, but I can't, I just can't do it. Show me that. If you show me that in the scriptures, I'll agree with you. Okay? Show me in the scripture where, they, where there's something God has told you to do and you, and you know you know you cannot do it. Show it to me. Show me something that God is saying you cannot do. Show me any part of scripture where he's saying you, we just can't do this. I think the scripture says this. The scripture says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus that what strengthens me. Yes. I think that's what the scripture you'll find in the scripture. I can't, right. but, but I can do all things through Christ. See, not through your own might, not through your own power, not through your own ability, but through Christ. You can do it. You can renew your mind. Well, how does that look to the believer? What is the step? How do you do? But you, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. And anything that seems that's impossible for you to do, you pray and say, Father, I'm having a little problem, a challenge with this. I know I can do it because you said I can. But Holy Spirit, would you lead me? Would you show me how to do this? Would you assist me? Would you lead me? Would you guide me? He will. Because listen, yes. when Jesus went away and he said, I'm going to leave you, but I'm going to send you, watch this word, another. Well, that's an indication that there's been one before. That's right. <clears throat> that's good. Now I'm going to send you another comforter. And he will lead you. And he will guide you. He will bring to your remembrance what's been said to you in times past. Hello? That's what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Well, if Jesus said that, you think he lied about it? Of course he did not. You think no. he meant what he said? Of course he meant what he said. Absolutely. So we must act on that word. We must believe what he said. And then ask the Holy Spirit to us to lead us and guide us. Would you please help me to renew my mind? And he will. And he will. That's right. And he will. And he will. You, but you have to have faith that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And stop trying to have it your way. You know, child of God, you love God with all your heart. I know you do. You wouldn't be on this line every Saturday morning. I know you love the Lord. But, you know, we have some things, some, some ways about us that we, we, we have to deal with. 
as born-again believers, you just got to stop trying to have it your way. You cannot have it. When you're dealing with spiritual things, it is not going to be your way. It's his way. It's God's way. And the sooner we understand that and adjust, make the adjustments that we need to make and follow him and not have him try to follow us, God is not going to follow you. He's not going to follow me. He's not going to follow any of us. Why should he? He's God. And if he's telling us that we need to renew our mind, stop trying to let your mind, don't let your mind rule you anymore. Don't let, Mm -hmm. do not let your mind dictate to you. You can do it if God said you can. But many times when we say we can't, it is, that's not the right verb. You you know, it's not such thing as you can't. That's not the right word. The word you want to put there is I don't want to. It's not my will to. See, that's what I'm saying. We have to stop trying to have our own way about things. In the world, we can do that, but not in a spiritual world. It's his way. So we need to renew our minds. It might take us a while, and I'm sure it will. But you can do it. You just got to get busy working on it. So the the best defense against the devil is a renewed mind. And a renewed mind is going in line with the word of God, making sure your mind. I had to deal with my mind this uh, last night. Some thoughts came in. Now, come on, guys. Be for real. Now, let's deal, let's deal with this. This is not something... You, you're exempt from simply because of your position. Uh, certainly, we're not exempt from it. Thoughts came to me, just floating in there. I could have just sat there and just thought on that. I could have entertained it for a while. I could have played with it and just, you know, let it sit there. But immediately, watch this. I recognize this as being the wrong thought. And because I'm not a babe in Christ, hello, somebody, I'm still growing, but I'm not an infant. You know, babies put everything in their mouth, <laughs> and they try to chew on it. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to try to chew on that. That was not something for me to chew on. That was deadly. And immediately, I knew to spit that one out. What I had to do with that one was cast it down and bring it immediately to the obedience of Christ. And I said, no, no, (laughs) Uh uh-uh, no, (laughs) that's the wrong thought. I'm going to cast this one down. And you can do that. It's just that simple. Yes. That's right. And And it will flee. It will flee. It will now. See, that's what the scripture said. But, but I was able to do that because I'm submitted to God. You, you can't resist the devil if you're not submitted to God. Did you know that? If you, if you have, if you're still walking in your own way and wanting it to, you wanting to have your way, you won't be able to resist the devil. The only way you can resist the devil is, is if you're submitted. That word is a big word right now. If you have submitted, if you are submitted, and that's, and it's not just words. Because some people say they're submitted to God, but they're really not. When it comes down to uh, performance, you see, because faith is an action word. 
If you're walking in faith, people can see your faith, right? Yeah, sure they right. can. So you can't just yeah. walk around saying, I'm submitted to God, but really when it comes down to it, you're, doing, you're still doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. So I can only resist the devil because I am submitted to God. He told me not to think like that, so I won't do it. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. I can if I choose to now. Because what God does not do, he does not usurp authority over your will. Did you hear me? That's good. He gave you a free will. Did you know that? Sure. Yes. He said, you know, it, it, he gave us, he said, well, not me. Choose. Choose. You can't. Here, I'm going to set this before you. You choose. Did he make us choose the one he wanted us to choose? He said, no, I'll tell you which one to choose. But still, the choice is yours. So that's right. I have a free will, and I choose to do what God is telling me to do. Uh, earlier this week in our in our prayer session, I was talking to the staff and sharing with them what God said and what, what the apostles shared in the Book of Acts. And here's what He said: You know, we all read that scripture where God said, "David is a man after My own heart." We all know that scripture. We mm-hmm. quote it all the time. We refer to it. We use it in our teaching, and we like to use it. But let me tell you, when you study in the Word of God, you're going to go deeper. You're going to go deeper into who's speaking, why is he saying what he's saying, what's going on around the time when he said that. And this is what came out in our study. He not only said to us that God, David, is a man after my own heart. He said, but let me tell you why David is a man after my own heart. Mm-hmm. And I pointed that out in our press session this week. And everyone was like, wow. And look at what he said. He said, David is a man after my own heart because, and here he comes. He always do what I tell him to do. <laughs> Hello, somebody. That's good. In our studies that came out because we dug deeper. It's one thing to hear God say, David is a man after my own heart, but to know why he said what he said. He said because he always, not sometimes, he always do what I tell him to do. See, now that's the epitome of submission. That's the fundamentals of submission. Is you always do what God tells you to do. Yes. So he said, submit yourself to God. What did he say? Submit yourself to what he's telling you to do. Submit yourself to go where he's telling you to go. Submit yourself to stop doing what he's telling you to stop doing. Submit yourself to renewing your mind. Submit to that. Submit to that. Submit to that. Don't let that just be words. Submit to it. We must submit to him. Now watch this. After we submit to him, now we can resist the devil. That's right. You think it's easy to resist all kinds of things that come up on you, man? Let me tell you, in the beginning, it's a struggle because you're by yourself. You're alone. You don't know what powers you need to take on. The powers you need to take on is submitted to God. When you're submitted to God, you are so powerful, child of God. You'd be surprised at things you are able to bear up under mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you are submitted to God. That's right. 
you will find that your mind will be renewed just like that. Your thought will change. Your way of life, your way of thinking will change because you have obeyed the commandment to submit yourself to God. And then you can resist the devil. All right, let's move on. I hope you got that. Before we move, this is good. This is good. And I trust that you guys are paying attention to words out there this morning. Now, now, now listen. She made a powerful statement about being submitted to God. When you are not submitted to God, when you won't yield to him, Satan have an inroad into your life. And he will take advantage of every moment. He sees the moment. So again, James chapter 4, verse 7, look at what he said. Submit yourself to God. You do the submitting to God. God is not going to make you submit to him. You do the submitting to him because you want to. Okay, so now you submitted to God. Now you can resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Okay, so how do you... Resist the devil. Resist that sickness and disease. Stop confessing that you have it. Stop saying, my authoritis, my this, my that. Cut that out. When you are submitted to God, God is open to you. He always take care of his children. Are you submitted to God? Do you belong to him? Are you resisting the evil one? Because let me tell you, once you submit yourself to God, now you can resist the devil. Now you can resist those thoughts. And thoughts come a, a nickel a dozen. They come all the time. And they're trying to find a way in. They're looking for somebody who's going to submit to it, to those thoughts, those ideas. No. The word of God said, I can resist it. When Jesus died, prophet, he Gave you back your willpower. Mm. Now it is your will to resist the enemy. Mm-hmm. Now you can resist that thought. Okay. It will flee from you. Because, watch this here. The scripture says all things are possible with God. Isn't that right? Now, if all things are possible with God, and they are, ask yourself a question. Am I with God? Mm 
Because if I'm with God, I can resist the devil and he will flee from me. What does it look like him fleeing from you? That sickness can't stay there any longer. That high blood pressure can't stay there any longer. That diabetes, no matter what type it is, it can't, it can't live there because it doesn't have a place anymore. Because now you have submitted yourself to God. Satan no longer have a place. That's why the scripture said, neither give place to the devil. Don't give him a place. Wait a minute, say that again. Don't give him a place. The only place he has is the one you give him. Mm -hmm. Jesus mm -hmm. said, you heal, I am. Well, what about, well, what about those feelings? Jesus said, I'm healed, I must be. So I submit myself to him. And all the devil and the devil and his junk start fleeing. It start leaving. Why? Because once Satan recognized you are no longer, watch this here, what does it mean to be submitted to God? You are no longer submitted to the devil. You are, you are no longer given place to that sickness and that disease. All right. Mm -hmm. Christians who fail to renew their minds with the word of God will live harassed, troubled, and mentally beaten up. I'm going to say it again. Christians who fail to renew their minds with the word of God they usually live harassed, troubled, and mentally beaten up. But we don't have to live that way. No. You're not supposed to live in mental torment and harassment while on this earth. That's right. Our lives can be transformed as we renew our minds. You know, that's words. That's just words. But let's bring it into the reality of where we live. Let's let's bring it home. We don't you we don't have to live mentally tormented. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Mental mentally tormented people, that's talking about the mind. I also kept talking about just now, Larry, you kept saying, Don't give him a place. The place he wants is your mind. I'm gonna say that again. That's right. The place he wants is your mind. That's right. Satan does not want your Rolls Royces. He doesn't want your million or trillion dollars in your account. He doesn't mm -hmm. want your, your beautiful homes or your businesses and all these things that we work all our lives to achieve. He does, he's not looking for that. He's not looking no. for the nine, eight or nine years you went through higher learnings of education and all. He's not looking for that. The number one thing that you possess. <laughs> Each of us, we all have one that he wants, and it's your mind. That's the place he wants. I want you to think about that for a moment, because if Satan can nest his eggs, plant them there, and cause them to, to hatch in your mind, you're no good to God. Mm. That's right. You, you are no good to God. Now, I'm going, I'm going to bring this home. I'm going to bring it home. Come on, guys, and I'm going to say it again. Don't send me no bad letters. 
and don't tell me nothing about uh you know you got me uh uh this hearted with you and all of that but i'm i'm going to deal with reality here this morning now let's look at the news i'm using it for a reason i don't want you to tell me about i'm taking sides with nancy pelosi or our husband or or the politicians, or the Democrats, or the Republicans, because I'm going to say this again, I'm not a Democrat, and I'm not a Republican. I'm a Christian. But I'd like to focus on what happened in the news. This person, think about this. You have a home like I have a home. How would you feel if someone broke into your home and beat you in the head with a hammer? Of course you wouldn't like that. No. Is it right to do that? No. I don't care what this person's beef was with this man, Mr. Pelosi or what. I don't know him from a hole in the ground, so don't think I'm trying to defend him. Because people are so quick, when you talk about these things, they say, oh, what, you're a Democrat? Or what, you're a Republican? This, this is not political. We are Christians. I'm only using this situation to bring it home where we live. Why? That's right. I want to use this person who did that. I want, to, I want you just use that. You know, guys, could I persuade you to do that? Now, stay with me now. Can, can, any, can your spouse or your loved ones persuade you to go break in someone's home and beat them in the head with a, a hammer? <laughs> no way. I, I just want you to think about that for a moment. Because sometimes we talk about these things and you, you don't see the, 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 the severity in it. You don't see it because it has not been put into a setting that you can relate to. Now, we're talking about torment, mental torment. Would you say this man was a, tor- a mentally tormented individual? I certainly would. Hmm. I certainly would. Because a person that thinks you think Jesus persuaded him to do that? Come on now, hang with me. Don't no, don't, no, no. don't 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 get off the line. Don't hang up. No, no. No, don't drop your coffee cup, there's the pastor always say. You think God persuaded him to do that? No. Sometimes we have to bring things home where you can really examine them. Sometimes we have to put them into another light so you can see the the, the, the severity of it. I'm not talking about legality. I'm talking about Christianity here. I'm not talking about right and wrong. I'm not talking about politicians. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. I'm talking about his way of thinking. I'm talking about doing what God will tell you to do. Now, that is a perfect example right there. Obviously, he's got a beef with the Pelosi, right? But do you think God told him because you don't like them, go in there and beat them up? No. Hello, somebody. Not at all. Are you listening to me out there? You think God was the orchestrator of that? This is what we're talking about when we say casting down imaginations and every high thing that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. That's totally against the knowledge of God. Did he have a beef with them? Obviously, he did. Does he dislike Mm -hmm. them? Obviously, he does. The thoughts in his head telling him you ought to kill them. He went in there saying, Nancy, where's Nancy? Obviously, he wanted to kill Nancy. He didn't have a beef with the husband, but he went in there to kill her. His thoughts, think about it. Think about what we're saying this morning. This man's thoughts. 
led him to do that? Was that God? No. Was, was that God? See, now why did I do that? I said it and I'm going to say it again. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with giving you an example of right and wrong and how our thinking can get us what? Our wrong thinking can cause you to have what? Wrong action. Mm-hmm. This means thinking led him to do something that was totally against the law, let alone against God. Yeah. Now, now watch. I'm not done yet. Let's just say Keep your eyes on that situation. I think it's a perfect example for what we're talking about this morning. And again, I'm only using it for the sake of showing you what we're talking about, bring it into the reality of where we live today. Because many of us have thoughts that if we don't mm-hmm. put them in check, we're going to act them out. This man's thoughts were not put in check. He could not stop himself. Because obviously he's not submitted to God. Mm-hmm. If he was submitted to God, God would have shared with him, my son, that's the wrong thought. That's right. Okay, you have a beef with her. You have a beef with him. You have a beef with these people. These people hurt you. I want you to pray for them. Now, God would have told him to do that. Would you say, Prophet, how do you know that? Well, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 and 45 tells me, God said that if, you know, someone misused and abused you, you do good to them. You pray for them. Did this man mm-hmm. do that? No. Hello, did he do that? Did he submit to that? You can go check it out. Go to Matthew chapter 5 and look at verse 44, 45 up around that area. He'll tell you what to do with people who misused and abused you. But did he do that? Was he submitted to God? And because he was not submitted to God, his flesh controlled him. His mind controlled him. Are you listening to me? And how do you know that, prophet? Because he acted out what his mind told him to do. You've got to see Mm -hmm. this, guys. You've got to see this. And that's what we have all over. We have that all over the world today. Everywhere you look, people acting according to their mind. They're acting out their feelings. They're not submitted to mm-hmm. the word of God. The word of God will never lead you to lay your hands on another individual like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, what's the end result of that? Is that bringing glory to God? Can we see the glory of God all over here? Can any one of us? Because listen again, Christians are supposed to let the good works of God resonate through our lives so the world can see the glory of God all over us and praise the mighty name of God. That's right. Does God get any praise out of going beat people in the head with a hammer? No. What lost person 
Are we leading to Christ with that kind of behavior? I know I'm going on and on with it, but I want you to understand thoroughly what we're talking about when we say submit yourself to God. That means submit yourself to doing what he tells you to do because people take God's words and they just use them as words. But they're not words. They're concepts. They're doctrines. And we must submit to them as doctrines of Christ. When he says submit to me, he says submit to what I'm telling you to do. And what what Mm -hmm. is he telling us to do with people who hurt us? Go read it for yourself. Look it up for yourself. And it's hard to do that sometimes. I know it's hard to do that. But you must do it. And you can do it. The question is, do you want to do it? Do you want to do what God is telling you to do? Huh? Most of the times we don't, but we do it anyway because of the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Most That's of the times I don't want to do what God is telling me to do. I don't want to do it. But that's what submission is all about. I do it anyway. You must too. What are the results of that? Power like you've never imagined possible in your life. Now you're powerful when you're submitted to God. Now you can resist the devil. Now you can't resist these attacks on your body. Now you can speak to the cancer and tell it, no, not here, not here. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I belong to God. Get up off of me now in Jesus' name. Are you listening to me? You've got that kind of power on you now. Yeah. You've got that kind of power on the inside of you now. You're going to speak a word, and it's going to work. Why? Because when you are submitted to God and you are doing what he's telling you to do, he's obligated to do what you desire him to do now. What do you desire? Absolutely. He told you over in Mark 11. He told you that. He said, now speak to sun, speak to the mountain. Come on. And it starts out in verse 22. He says, submit yourself. That's that word again. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He said, come on. Have faith in God in verse 22. Didn't he say that? Have faith in God. What does that mean? That means submit to what he's telling you. Have faith in God. So you can't have faith in God and then just go around and do what you want to do. No, he said, have faith in God. Now you can speak to the mountain. That's verse 23. So if you have faith in God, you will speak to the mountain. And you will tell the mountain the sickness and disease and witchcraft and control and manipulation and poverty and lack of not enough and the above tormenting spirits. You will speak to them and they will what? He said they will flee from you. Are you listening? And it goes on in verse 24 where he says, now I'm telling you, Listen to me, Carolyn. What do you desire when you pray? What What are you desiring for this morning? You desiring for your body to be healed? Come on. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, he says. Just believe it and you got it. Why? You submitted to me. Your faith is in me. Guys, this is the path of healing. It's healing school. But it's time for us to understand how it works, not just yeah. reading pretty, pretty words and words that sound good and words that we can just let roll off our tongue. We can quote 
Psalms 91, we can quote this and quote that, but do we understand it? Do we, do we really have a working knowledge of it? Have we really connected to that? Do we know what moves God? Do we know what it really means to be submitted to God? Have we ever experienced that in our lives? Or it's just words. Have you ever suffered anything for Christ? Have you ever given up anything? Have you said, I'm just not going to think those thoughts anymore? I'm not going to live like that anymore. I'm not going to hate people just because of this and hate this and and people hurting me and I'm going to hurt them back. And have you ever done that and said, I'm just not going to do that anymore? That's what it's like when you submit to God. Oh, you don't want to do it. But because you love Jesus, because you love him, because you truly love him, you think about what he did. You think about him on that cross for you. You think about he didn't have to do it. But he said, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I'm going to stay up here and die for them. Now, didn't he say mm-hmm. that? And he died for you and for you and for you and for you and for me and for all of us. He did that. That's, That's right. submission. That's submission. He didn't even know you. <laughs> yeah. You were still in your sins. I was still in my sins. The Bible says, but Christ died for me while I was yet a sinner. That's submission. Who was he submitted to? He was submitted to mm-hmm. his father. Are you listening to me? That's right. And then all power was given unto him because he submitted to his father. Child of God, that's what I'm telling you this morning. All power is given to you when you submit to God. Satan doesn't want you to submit to God because he knows once you submit to God, there's nothing he will be able to do with you. He will not be able to hurt you anymore. All these little attacks on your body, and I'm not calling, I'm not making small of them because you have some big things going on with you. But Satan will have to flee from you because of who you're submitted to. But without submission, right. you're not you're nothing. You have no power. That's Submitting right. to God is, is like nailing yourself to him. It's like putting that super glue on you and you you're glue he's glued to the back of you, he's glued all around you. You submitted to him. It's like when the airplane pilot said, Okay, we committed. Guys, when you submitted to God, you're committed. Ha <laughs> ha. And Satan's gonna look at you and flee. Because he knows if you open your mouth and tell him to be removed, be be thou removed from me in the name of the Lord Jesus and be cast into the sea, that sickness has got to get up off of you. And because you don't know the working of it, you think so you speak it and you don't see it moving and you don't feel it moving and you don't see anything shaking and quaking. You think it didn't happen, but you better believe in the spirit world. It's moving. All you got to do is just stay in faith. And that's where that's he right. gets most Christians. He gets us there because we, we you know, we, we in this world, this microwave kind of place. We want everything to happen when we say it. And when we don't see anything that didn't happen, no, 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 no. You're talking about spiritual things now. It happened the minute you said it. All you have to do now is the Bible says, after you've done all to stand, what do you do, Apostle? Stand. You stand there. 
You don't move. You, you're just staying right there until you see the thing you How do you, how do you fix your, you fix your mind? And you think good thoughts. And you speak good words. And before you know it, the doctor will be saying, I don't see it anymore. It's like the lady we talked about last week. She didn't understand either, but she just submitted to what the apostle was telling her. Just keep putting it in. Put the word in in the morning. Put the word in in the evening. Put the word in in the afternoon. Put it in before you go to bed. Just keep, I just kept putting it in every day, all day. Just kept putting the word in. Kept putting the word in. And the doctor said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't see the cancer. She had breast cancer. He said, I don't see the cancer anymore. What happened? Mm-hmm. She said, I don't know, doctor. I think what happened is I put so much word in. I think I pushed it out. They didn't have any more room for it anymore. Hello, somebody. Are you listening to me? You got to just keep putting the word of God in there. So after you've taken a stand, just keep putting the word in there. Every morning, getting up saying, thank you, Father. I mean, you, you don't have to see nothing. Don't be like Thomas. I'm telling you, you don't want to be like Thomas. And you remember what Thomas did? He was a doubter. He said, I got to see something. You don't want to be like Thomas. Faith is not having to see something. Faith is having to believe something. Mm-hmm. That's who you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. That's who we all are. We, we don't have to see anything. So when you speak in faith, when you release your faith, guess what? Just stay in there. Believe in God. So mm-hmm. Christians who fail to renew their minds with the word of God, they live in harassment. They live in tr- Their minds are troubled, mentally beaten up. But we don't have to live like child of God. Submit yourself to God this morning. Resist the devil and renew your mind. I went through all of that just to show you what a re- what submission is. You don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I do it because I'm told to do it. Many things I just don't want to do. Doesn't seem right to me that a person can hurt you and just, you know, you just want to level and forgive them. That doesn't seem right. But on the inside of me, I have my father's voice. And that's what he's telling me to do. And that's what I've got to do. Are you listening? Forgiveness is power. Unforgiveness is bondage, is weakness, which only leads to death. The scripture said there is a way. That seemeth right unto a man or a woman, but the end of that way is what? Death. Death. Do y'all see that? Yes. There is a way that seemed right to you. But if it's not God's way, it only leads to death. Mm. That's where it's that's where that's where it's taking you. But oh, when you are submitted to God, my Lord. Now the power of God, the ability of God, the anointing of God comes on you. Now you can resist the devil. So to resist the devil is to be free, is to be loose from the bondage. 
of cancer, high blood, and so forth and so on. You're loose from that. Praise God. Did you see it? Indeed. I do. I do. That's the way it works. That was powerful. That was very awesome. Now, a person can just take what you said and be healed right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did say right now. The power mm-hmm. of God is present to heal now.